Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined, not as always, but as a treat, by my friend and co-host, Sam Price. Welcome to the show, dude. Hey, dude. What's up? Returning Jeopardy champ, Sam Price. (laughs) You may remember him as our fantasy correspondent. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so last time you were here, what we did Kroll and Lady Hockey. Yes. So that's what we did. So I actually called you up. Uh, I was going to try to get you in December to do a year-end extravaganza and bring in our, our guest host as well, right? Yep. So I had a double feature for you and John. And apparently Willow and Brotherhood of the Wolf are ridiculously hard to find on the last Dude, second notice you can't get brotherhood of the wolf anywhere i don't think the well that one doesn't shock me as much i feel like that has a much smaller audience than i yeah. assume but the fact that you can't stream willow like you can't pay amazon to stream willow or that it's on no streaming apps is crazy to me it is kind of insane and like on amazon it says you can buy it or pre it says you can pre-order it i'm like when is this movie coming out <laughs> back to the future scenario <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, because I still, I'm still ready to make my case to you that Mad Mardigan should have been Christopher Lambert instead of Val Kilmer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll have to talk about that later. But I think, uh, I mean, you could be right. My think, theory is is that Val Kilmer's a little too sexy for that role. Yeah, he's not as mad as you would think. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't I, seem I, mad I at all. To, actually, no, he seems like the. That's like the uh, the porn stars that put on glasses, and they're like, oh, I'm such a nerd. Dude, we could just do Willow right now. <laughs> We've <laughs> seen talking. it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck Anyways, that. We're yeah. here. You actually brought a new double feature, so this is I all did. new stuff. So what are you bringing today, and why did you pick these films? Uh, well, these are movies that people might not have heard of as well, but for some reason, they were easily streamable. Um, the first one... <laughs> Is called Blood of Heroes or the Salute of the Juggers, depending on what country. You know you're what from. is crazy? Huh? Okay, so this is Rutger Hauer and Vincent D'Onofrio, Delroy Lindo, I think, is also in it. Yeah. Uh, I could not believe that I had never seen this movie. It is kind of insane that you've never seen it. It's so right up my alley, and because <laughs> it's kind of like, what if Mad Max and Rudy were merged into one film? <laughs> exactly. And it is staggeringly good time and, well, and i fucking love it, rucker hauer i can't i'd never even heard of this movie till you brought it up yeah he's awesome um i was gonna say it would be like rudy if rudy was good at football or something <laughs> no i think rudy's dog boy oh that's true rudy would have been a good dog boy i bet <laughs> he's small he could fit three people's legs yeah no one carries rudy boy <laughs> no nobody carries rudy okay and then what, what's your second movie uh, the second one we're doing is The 13th Warrior, which was, uh, I think it's a super underrated movie, but it got kind of shilled by the critics because it was too cool. By, by everyone. If you believe rumors, 13th Warrior is one of the biggest box office flops of all time. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It just means people didn't go to the movies to see it. The, the backstory on some of the things that happened behind the scenes on that movie are pretty entertaining. I was doing some research because I was actually one of the kids that came out and it was in my wheelhouse, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Vikings and zombies and, well, I thought zombies. Monsters, some sort. Yeah, and Antonio Banderas swinging a sword. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in for that. And also, I was like one of those kids. I was way too into Michael Crichton for my young age. Yeah. Like, I remember in fourth grade just sitting there reading uh, Sphere. 
mm-hmm. and just reading it and being like, I have no idea what's happening or what any of this stuff is, but I refuse to quit reading it, even though I did not enjoy it at all yeah. or understand I anything. actually forgot that he wrote Sphere, but that was another good one. Yeah, I was super into Michael Crichton because of the Jurassic uh, World stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so this is based on one of his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, well, we'll take that title and then kind of make the weirdest Beowulf uh, adaptation. <laughs> yeah, just sort of like Beowulf, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, there's some strange things that happen. but So that's the second half of the double feature. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so for Friday Night Double Feature, Sam has brought Blood of Heroes and 13th Warrior. Yeah. Uh, so kind of a theme of bros doing bro things. <laughs> no, I would say uh, Blood of Heroes, Blood of Heroes is, is about is a lady. Diverse. Yeah. They have two people on their death squad. It's a very woke movie. Yeah. <laughs> No one ever, no no one ever once mentions. Oh, she's just a girl. You notice that? No. No. All right, so let's get into Blood of Heroes, right? So, right off the bat, I had to say the thing that I was fascinated by. I couldn't stop thinking through the whole movie. Is this is one of those interesting examples of world building to me? Mm -hmm. Because I constantly am questioning why the world is the way it is, and they never stop to explain or spoon feed anything. Right? I love that part of it. Matter of fact. There's no deeper all, meaning. It all works. I'm just questioning it the whole time. Yeah. And also, I was like, I think this is my favorite opening to a movie ever. Because mm-hmm. it kind of starts with these guys walking into a town. And next thing you know, we're just having a death match for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. For like five bucks or something. I don't even know how much money they make off of it. but I mean, that's the thing. I don't remember seeing any money exchange. They, I think they do get money for uh, competing in these contests because they go and, like, get drunk afterwards. It seems like, yeah, they just get drunk and get to have sex. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> seem too bad in post-apocalyptic world other than getting hit with giant clubs. Well, yeah, okay. So, first off, this game is one of my new favorite movie sports. Uh, I like the uh, the title card at the start that's essentially, like, after the wars that ended our world in technology, the yeah. only thing that withstood the final war was our love of football. Yeah, basically. But it's been so long, we forgot that it was one time a skill game. Now it's a murder game. Yeah. So it's essentially football played with a dog skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, each guy has a chain swinger. I forget the exact titles of these guys, right? Okay, so, so I, can, a guy I can go over that uh, real okay. quick if you want. So you yeah, got it? <laughs> so the game is called Jugger, and there's, there's five positionals in the game. Uh, one of them is called the Quick, which is basically the ball runner or the skull runner. And I yes. think they use dog skulls because there's no other animals left, it seemed like, in the movie. I don't know. Well, but, I was like, man, they, they're they like out of rocks? Like, you yeah, they don't use – well, you can't really <laughs> stick a, a rock on a spike. But anyways, the quick's job is to run across the field <laughs> and put his spike on the enemy's stick. Or put yeah, his put, skull on the, the enemy's spike. on the stick, and that's how you win. <clears throat> yeah. And then – so you have the quick. You have what's called a slash, which is what Rutger Hauer – Plays They're the as. guys doing those giant American gladiator sticks. Yeah, they have the American gladiator sticks, except they have like a hook on one side of them, whereas the other yes. people have like a ball, like a spike ball or what? I don't even know what it is actually. It's like yeah. a club on both ends. <laughs> and then you have the uh, back charger, which was the other lady. And then Wait, you, what does the back charger do? Now this is I, one of the only roles I don't understand. I think the back charger's job is to defend the your team's spike. From the other person. Okay. Because, yeah, to me, when the game started, it looked like guys swinging a chain, two little people doing jujitsu. Yeah. And then three American Gladiator matches. <laughs> yeah, the three the three American Gladiator dudes are basically the same. That's the slash, the back charger, and then the hook. I think the hook just 
competes on the other side of the the court or whatever. Okay. And there wasn't hmm. someone called like the Big or the Giant or something. No, the the girl who plays the hook, her name is Big, which is kind of confusing. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, oh, Delroy Lindo's like the center, right? He's like the big tough guy. Yeah, I think Del- Delroy Leonard was like Delroy Lindo was like Lindo. the uh, Lindo was like the uh, back charger. Pretty sure. I'm not. Gotcha. Sure. Um, and then the yeah. chain is the guy that he gets a fucking chain, which is really weird, and he twirls it around and protects the quick. It's his job, kind of. Yeah, it looks like part of a porch swing, and he just swings that around yeah. and fucking beat people. And then this is my other favorite thing they added, is the passage of time is just some old guy who throws rocks at a piece of metal. Yeah, at his own and speed. And so a game lasts much. as long as it takes the old guy to throw a stone at the metal, and then he's got to bend down from the pile, pick up a pebble, and throw it. Yep. So I was like, this is a highly ununiform length of game, right? Like you get a really old, decrepit guy in some village, this could last, you know, ten times longer, this well, game. Well, it's like how in baseball, every stadium's different. So every stone thrower is different in this sport. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's, it's the exact, exact same thing. It's as exactly that. like baseball. <laughs> um, but no, they have to, it's 300 stones, but they throw 100 at a time. And once you get through 100, you get a little break. So Yeah. That's it's it's one hundred stones done three times. I think is the and the first one to score a dog skull on a stake wins. So it's just a one yeah. one point game. <laughs> one to nothing. It's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually, man, I I just like this opening because I I like the world. I liked watching the guys come in and everyone's all fucking scarred up. Like everyone in this movie looks gnarly, right? Yeah. And I like the makeshift pads they had. I thought that was one of my favorite elements of the open is watching them put on their makeshift pads right mm-hmm. like Rutger Hauer's helmet I think is like tire parts yeah some looks other like... guys just looks like a bandana <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of the guys don't have much arm like Gar who is uh played by what's his name Vincent D'Onofrio Vincent D'Onofrio he he basically has like a old style football helmet which doesn't seem like it would protect much <laughs> he looks like he has like a jock strap turned upside down <laughs> yeah he's the one without any scars which is kind of weird but uh well he's got the big ass chain to keep people away he does have the chain yeah, <laughs> but I, I like that aspect, right? And that was one of the cool things, too, because everyone's scarred up. But Rutger Hauer's looks, uh, his scar slash tattoo actually looks intricate, right? And mm-hmm. that's where they introduce us to this, oh, shit, he must have played in the league. Is that what that was on his forehead? Is that supposed to be like a tattoo? I think it's like on his cheek. Yeah, it's it's a branded tattoo you get when you're in oh, the league, I guess. Oh, okay. I didn't notice so, that, yeah, actually. What we know is that he's this guy who's obviously very good at jugging. Mm-hmm. and he has fallen from grace a little bit, right? This is kind of the setup uh, to the game. And the thing I liked about this movie a lot, too, is is the journey of Rutger Hauer uh, and all this. <laughs> the thing that I thought was funny is there's no no person in this entire movie that you're like, oh, they're the ones who have all the benefit, right? <laughs> like, right. their life is awesome. Uh, yeah, until you get to the end, I feel like maybe... Even those people, dude, they live how far underground? That is true. <laughs> that is true. They're it's just like these pasty there. people that live in like this terrible industrial park. I mean, I guess the coolest thing you got to see, like the best part of privilege is that they constantly talk about silk clothes, which if you've ever had a silk shirt, not great. No. Terrible clothing for sweating in and this and that. And also, yeah, they eat a Komodo dragon buffet. <laughs> I did see that. That was kind of cool. That's probably the coolest part. <laughs> Yeah. of being rich also so, why why are there komodo dragons down there it's weird but yeah it, it's 
but that's it's a cool thing that they build right into the cake is that these juggers are playing this game and it looks like the worst game right like one of the quick gets knocked down and vincent d'onofrio's fucking chewing him up with the the swinging chain oh yeah yeah uh, Dog Boy just gets his leg fucking snapped. That was, like, yeah. uh, yeah, that was And, and actually, after the first stone, they carry a dude off dead. Like, one of the guys dies in that first game. Really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, the, the other team, right? The, the big dude on the other team carries this guy over and then kind of sets him head down on this rock. Oh, God. Just throws him aside like a useless corpse. That's why, uh, what's her name? Josie from Twin Peaks comes in as the new quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that was, guy dies. That was their quick. They got all fucked up. Yeah, he got fucking murdered. And they're like, they have replacements, and it's this this girl, Joan Chen. Yeah. Um. But yeah. no, that part is fucking crazy. I was like, this game is fucking horrendous. Yeah. But they're kind, they're kind of revered in a weird way. Well, it's probably their only... It's like, you know, modern football is pretty gory, I would say. Well, right, but imagine modern football if you couldn't just go be like, you know, an insurance guy that makes $70,000 a year. <laughs> like, like right. if this was your only, like, <laughs> the world is so bad that this seems like a fucking exciting thing to do to yourself. Well, I wonder what everyone else also, is doing I don't, for money. I don't see guys swinging fucking chains at Tom Brady's head. No, that's true. Not yet. Tom Brady and his, uh, his fucking very Giselle comfortable life, he could never survive as a jugger. <laughs> You'd have to have like a big Ben, one of those guys with like a giant crow magnet skull. It's like, duh, can't feel pain. Like Big Ben could play jugging. He'd be right. the only one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Even the people that are really good at it are all fucked up looking. Yeah, they're fucking horrendous looking in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. But I, I like, I like that element of, and this was a weird thing they add in it too, right? So Josie comes in and she gets fucked up, but not after until after she snaps. Uh, dog boy's leg right gets him in like a fucking ken shamrock ankle lock oh and yeah that thing she basically twists his leg and breaks it yeah and so the enemy uh rucker howard's juggers win the match mm-hmm. he actually has a great line in the intermission when he's like oh 100 stones he's like this should have been over in 20 we should have already been drinking and fucking <laughs> yeah he's like we're playing <laughs> so, sloppy yeah i think that's what they're going for right it's just like you go to towns and you put on this show and they're like a, a minstrel yeah. troop right yeah, you show up into town, you put on a show, and then you just fucking pound some strange and drink some whatever they have mm-hmm. and leave. But we see uh, the quick, what's her name? I, I can't Kidda. remember her character name. Yeah, Kidda. We see Kidda run out of like the sugar cane field or whatever it is that grows in that desert. Yeah, whatever she's chopping. Bam, yeah, bam, and her dad like... doesn't want her to do it. She runs out and joins. Mm-hmm. And there's this, this fucking moment when the game's over where everyone is super civil to each other. Yeah, I thought that was a super good ad for. They're this all movie. smiling and hugging. Yeah, because I'm like, dude, Rutger Hauer and his boys just fucking murdered your friend. <laughs> like, yep. they killed the quick. They're just fucking up, uh, Kidda. And then when the game's over, it's like, oh, good game, bro. Good game. <laughs> right. Well, there's like honor in it. Yeah, it's it's fucking strange, but because to me that the the logical choice you make in this movie is that there's you know animosity and bad blood after these games there's a one of the scenes later in the movie when they play in a bigger town right mm-hmm. and the giant guy with one eye is like standing outside of the room waiting for rutger hauer yeah. and you're like oh this is one of those they can't take the losing on the field they're gonna fight yeah even them it it ends in a hug and a joke right mm-hmm. like this honor amongst the meat 
right? Because that's all these people are. They're just fucking meat to be chewed up by this world. <laughs> I well, think that's pretty – that's a cool addition to the Jugger mythology. I feel like everyone in this – like, well, the weird thing about it is there is no animosity between anyone, it seems like. Even when they go to the towns, everyone's kind of just happy, even though they are all living in squalor. <laughs> like, people or are – they're just – they're so fucking bad – in every element of their lives, they're like, I really can't waste an extra second on a grudge. Yeah, exactly. The only guy is the fat, pasty guy who Rutger Hauer stole his girl and then insulted him. He's the right. only one who seemingly is not happy and has a grudge. So, yeah, the, the, the rich people are the people that aren't happy, which maybe there's some symbolism there, but I don't know. Oh, dude, that's in our world too, right? Yeah. Like they say the more – what is it? The more – because that's like the, the weird study they did. They studied this – insanely poor region in africa right where there's just disease and like rampant poverty right not really a way to better your life by hard work or anything right yeah just people who are kind of put up put upon by circumstance (laughs) and they did these studies and they found that those people actually are happier on average they don't really have suicides you know what i mean like it's just a fact of their life they were kind of born into these you know unfortunate circumstances but they don't know right a different life so you just kind of grow up accustomed to like oh hey i didn't fucking have disease today so you know that's a pretty good day right <laughs> that is, whereas that is true like in our world we wake up and we're like oh my fucking car won't start <laughs> like, you know suicide's like a rampant problem here yeah, so i think weir- there, that's very weird there, there's a bit of that in this post-apocalyptic world right because they everyone always compares this to mad max mm-hmm. but to me in mad max everyone's gone full savage like yeah. there's there's no seeming camaraderie. Like even the gangs, you feel like would turn on each other at a moment's notice. This one, there is actually a strength from from this world, right? These survivors, which I actually found kind of cool. I agree. Yeah, maybe it's the game. The game kept them all together. <laughs> no. That's all it is, man. Until <laughs> Rutger Hauer starts kneeling before the games, and then then it turns into Max. <laughs> like, what is he doing? Yeah, what's Rucker Kaepernick doing over there? I just want to watch my jugging without politics. (laughs) Right. Yep, yep. (laughs) Uh, Well, and also they don't have any doctors or anything, so it's kind of a... No, the guy who carries the cabinet just stitches people up. Yeah, and also uh, there's a guy that carries a cabinet, which is very strange. What do they keep in that cabinet? No, I think that's his sewing. That's all his yarn for some people back together. Back together. Yeah. And then like I do like too that, that actually the only other guy we see in the movie who has a grudge is Dog Boy. Well, Poor not- tragic Dog Boy. Because in the middle of the game, Kidda comes in and she's all fucking animalistic and she's like, "Does your leg hurt? I'm gonna break it off." Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, "I'll rip your fucking tits off." Bitch. Yeah, he says, "I'm gonna rip your tits off, yeah. bitch." And so. <laughs> Kidda sees this as her chance, right? She's going to fucking climb over the dead body of Dog Boy. Yeah. That that was a cool moment to me. I like the scene when Dog Boy's limping along. And there's that, like, long shot, right? So we're far away. And we see Dog Boy limping, and then Kidda runs past him. Right. I thought that was a fucking cool scene. Mm-hmm. And, but, oh, my God, I actually forgot one of my other favorite scenes. I love Kidda and her mom having that talk in the bedroom when her mom's fixing her up. Yeah. That was fucking cool when she's like, why do you play this? They hurt you. And this is just like one of those badass moments where she's like, well, I hurt them too. Yeah. You know? And, and she sees this game as a chance to something better, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, if she can survive the pain and give up parts of her, she'll fucking make it 
to the league or do something better. This is one of those movies that gets lost in this. Everyone talks about back then how sci-fi just was all Barbarella and space tits and stuff. No. Well, this one... The, the, and you you hit it on the head. The women in this movie are not. It's not even referred to as at really, all yeah. that they're women. They're not treated any differently. There are no lesser expectations for them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. It is pretty cool. Kid is a Ripley style badass sci fi woman. Yeah, to where you don't even think about it. You're just like, oh yeah, this chick is badass. Yeah, you're like she's um, just fucking awesome at killing people in Skull Ball, and then eventually dances on the corpse of poor dog boy. <laughs> That is one of the best. She this is movie has bru- so many brutal. fucking funny lines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't actually talk about the League either. So basically what's going on right now at the beginning is they're traveling around to what they call dog towns or mining towns and yeah. playing in what would be essentially be like, what, the Canada Football League or what would be the equivalent? The What was that, the one that Vince McMahon started, the XFL? Yeah, <laughs> Extreme so they're, like in, they're just in like a random uh, exhibition match lifestyle and to get into the league you have to do what's called challenging the league team to where yeah. you travel to one of the cities and i think there's nine i think they mentioned there's nine, the nine cities. cities don't yeah. fuck with the nine cities but they're only going to travel to one which is the red city which yeah. is what where shallow's from or his name's sallow uh, Sallow. but in yeah. my mind i was like why don't they just go to one of the other cities and try to get in <laughs> where you don't have your challenge where you don't have yeah I actually, I had, I had a bunch of notes about that near the end of the movie. There, there's a weird shift that happens in Sallow near the end of the movie, mm-hmm. where I don't know exactly what character he's playing anymore. Right? It, it kind of takes this weird Joseph Campbell. He goes from kind of the hero to the old mentor, right? Within this one sequence of the movie. <laughs> it was very cool. I mean, yeah. are you talking about when he decide when she's asking him and she's like, "Why don't we go challenge to the league?" and he's like, "We will never be accepted." And then like 2 minutes well, later no, he's like, "We're he going to the specifically says, right? He yeah. tells the story of what happened to him like his, he was on a team that challenged. Uh-huh. It lasted a mere 26 stones, which was by far the most anyone had ever lasted in a challenge, right? Right. And we hear later that people don't even go to challenge matches cuz it's just going to be a murder fest. Right. Usually, yes. Right. So people don't even go. And Rutger Hauer was one of two surviving people from his team, and that's how he got into the league. Because they were left standing at the end of 26 Stones. Yeah, and and when he's tossed out, like this is kind of one of the cool things they do with this character too, is everyone kind of reveres him like, oh, he was in the league, dude. Uh Even though he's walking around a fucking homeless vagrant, just walking from town to town playing this game, people look at him like he's got it made. Right. Right? (laughs) Like this extra layer of... Oh, this world's really bad, guys. Trust me. Everything off camera is so bad. <laughs> and <laughs> even when you get to the Red good. City, it's not blowing your hair back. It's not like, you know, if you Google Dubai or something. like. It's a pretty terrible fucking city. Um, mm-hmm. but, it's but like an upside-down like Dubai. Yeah, there's a point where they do this awesome montage of jugging, right? Where they have, like, the sun in the background, the, the big red sun, and they're all in silhouette jugging. It's one of my favorite shots of the Slow movie. Slow motion. Yeah, and during the course of one of the games after that, because the games get harder as they move north, they say. I don't know if the people are hardier, the conditions are worse, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But in one of the games, Rucker Howard loses his fucking eye. Right? And so this yeah. is a big deal now, because now he's not going to be able to see attacks from one side. Uh, that fucking rich asshole at the end even says uh, he's one eye from the great sleep or from the grave or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's looked at his damaged goods. and it, And this is one of the questions I was having is, 
So when he loses the eye, all of a sudden he shifts to, yeah, we got to go challenge now. And to mm. me, is it is this some kind of altruistic move? Like, we might have enough to get Kidda a shot, right? I can give her the life that I squandered. Yeah. Or I feel myself diminishing. Uh, every day I'm going to lose more and more. I got to go back and take my shot now before I lose any more. Or is it selfish? Is it altruistic? Or is it both? Or it could just be lazy writing. Well, Never. <laughs> it could just be. Because it, it seemed kind of weird, or like maybe bad editing, or they cut something out. Because it seems like that scene was <laughs> like it literally went from Rugger Hauer and Jun Chen sitting there, and she's like, "Why can't we go challenge?" To like five minutes later, he's walking off, and the group's like, "Where are you going?" And they're like, "Why are you walking that way?" And they're like, "Well, we can't follow you." <laughs> and then he's like, "We're going to the Red City." I was like, "What happened?" Or did I just miss that part? What did no, she? What did she say to he's him? He's gonna go right. He's going to go no matter what. And he's not going to take like, everyone if we'll they don't want to go. get fucking killed. So mm-hmm. Delroy Lindo and uh, the other Big lady with the gladiator stick, they say that they can't go. It's stupid. They'll just get killed and pulverized, broken to bits, right? Mm-hmm. And when they watch him leave, they end up chasing after him anyways. Like five seconds cool, later. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool moment because Rutger Hauer, they believe in him so much that they'll follow him to this impossible task. Right. And so I, th- I thought that was cool. Like, I'm fine with the decision to go. It's his decision-making on what made him, what about losing the eye sent him running to that city? Or, I guess the poetic thing, right, is that he wanted to see the love that cost him everything one more time before he dies or loses his other eye. Or, yeah, maybe he, he was just ready he to never, die. And this is something that bothered me. At the end of the movie, everyone kind of has a wish fulfillment moment. Rutger Hauer never got another moment with his boo. Well, you know. He never got to see Bay again. He just fucking stared down her fat uh, lord husband was like, yeah, bitch. You know what's up. I don't think he really liked her, though. I think the whole, they kind of made her seem not very cool. He gave up everything for her. Well, he was a young kid, dude. She was a hot, And now, I mean, he's been gone so long, she might be kind of hoeing around behind her husband with uh, some other heroic blood. She's definitely going to bang Gar. Although we're getting kind of ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> no one wants spoiler to be alert. Gar yeah, until Dang. the last shot of the movie. <laughs> that is the last shot. It's pretty odd. No, the last shot yeah. is Rucker smiling at Jun Chen. But no, I I think there's a part of it too, which is is that that's something that him and Kidda talk about early, right? And it's when it or no, Kidda and her mom say that when Kidda's mom's like, "What can you win? What does this do?" And she says, "I can win everything." Which means what? I like when I heard that, I was like, I don't know exactly what that means. She gets to wear silk. But she gets to wear silk. She gets to live down away it's from kinda, the oppressive sun. She gets food whenever she wants. Because that's, that's something true. they say, that's and they that's a get cool fed. thing for Rutger Hauer, right? When he has his like character moment, when we we find out his backstory, and the old man's telling us, and he says the problem with being a jugger in the league is that you're almost them, right? No, you're like, not you're, quite there. Yeah, you're living like you're one of them, but you're still their plaything, and they can discard you when you want, and it's. It's an extra sad and depressing reality to this already shit world. Right. Right? They don't really explain who the higher-ups are or why they're higher-ups. But they do seem to say that being in the league is the only way these people could ever get close to that. It seems like it, yeah. At least for their skill set. Yeah, Rucker Howard gave that all up for a girl, man. 
Well. And apparently they had giant orgies after every match. So it's not just that she's another girl. She was a Rucker rich Rucker Howard was drowning in it that whole movie. Imagine when he was in the league. That is true. He did bang a lot of girls. Yeah, every town he goes and he takes at least one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he really loved that woman. I That was maybe one of the only things that disappointed me in this movie. Is I really wanted that that last second scene. <laughs> like maybe that kiss through the cage or something. And her fat well, husband's like, no! <laughs> we kind of skipped towards the end. But do you think they're going to let him stay in the, the league? Or do you think he's just getting kicked back out? We'll get to that. Okay. We, we are jumping way far ahead. But, but not too far ahead. Because we're already to the point of the movie where... Now we're on our way to the Red City, right? Well, they show up this... to what looks like an outhouse in the middle of the desert. Yes. It's very It's strange. like the Phantasm shot, right? It is, yeah. all these people walking down like this desert. I actually thought that was cool. This movie has so much fun world building in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool. Like, the visual world is so fucking fun. And, and I like that they actually don't explain too much. I think a lot of problems, like, you see something now, like, what was the big flop that came out this year? Mortal Engines or whatever. Oh, God. They spend so much time explaining to you why things are the way they are mm-hmm. rather than just putting you in a cool world and letting you fucking figure it out, right? Like yeah. why it's cool here. This this movie doesn't fuck around with that. The only thing they explain at all, I feel like, is jugging. That's all but that really, you need that, to, yeah. They don't even explain that super well. That's more of just... Uh, you see it, right? The I had to look up the positions online, so they didn't even explain the positions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, like, you know this is a real game that people play now, inspired by this movie? Inspired by this movie? Yeah, this game uh Well, there's that crazy in, shit in Spain I saw on Vice where it's like, what is it? It's like soccer, but with fistfights all the time. Is that what it is? No, no, no. It's actually called jugging, and it's played the same way. It's just played with uh, foam weapons. In like Australia and Germany, there's a whole bunch of YouTube. Do yourself a Fuck favor him, and go watch I Am Jugger. <laughs> I Am Treat Jugger. Yourself. Treat yourself Treat to you. I Am Jugger. Has anyone on been YouTube. carried off the field maimed? Well, pretend, but yeah. So these are just like LARP nerds that think they're cooler. They're like in shape LARP nerds that run around real Yeah, fast. it's like I want to be a LARP nerd, but I want to wear more bones and leather. Well, no, the <laughs> weird thing is they wear like football outfits because it's Europe. So they have like football outfits. But I feel like you should just play normal football. <laughs> I feel like without the the excess violence and murder, I don't know what else you're adding to the game of football per se. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, it's just kind of rugby with foam sticks. Yeah, it's basically what it is. I think, although the only one position can touch the ball, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, there there are people that go out and play Quidditch somehow, right? The yeah. Harry Potter broom game. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd rather jug than play Quidditch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't like heights, so. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they actually get on heights. They don't fly I on think blue. They just, you remember when you were a kid and you played cowboy and you had the little horse head on a stick? <laughs> that's what you do. I think that's Quidditch. I literally think you just run with one hand on a broom between your leg <laughs> and, uh, like, fucking throw Nerf balls at each other. <laughs> at least jugging, you can sort of reenact it, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you think a full yeah. Quidditch movie would make it? Would, would be like, good. if they did, if they remade Blood of Heroes, but, but it was just about, like, Hogwarts march to the chick cup. And it opens uh, with like yeah, kids dude. walking through the desert with brooms. I think you could make a movie of me shitting for two hours and just slap Harry Potter in the title <laughs> and it would make all the money. Yeah, that's probably true. I think Harry Potter has become a fucking license to just print money. <laughs> yeah, that newest one was pretty bad. I didn't like it. The mortal I mean dude, or not the, mortal engines, but uh The Fantastic Beast. I just found out there's like four more of those fucking things. I saw yeah. the last one and I'm like, 
why do we even have this one? Like the first it looked cool, but fun. it was just boring. It was so boring. Yeah, well, that's because they have to do five or six fucking more movies. Yeah, only one exciting no, thing yeah. for a movie. I would rather see uh, Jugging get remade. Okay, on a scale of your favorite fake movie sports, where does this rank? Right below the football in uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> 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 With you mean that every pass is a backflip touchdown? Yeah, <laughs> they're all acrobats. Uh, I was that. trying to think what there's rollerball. Rollerball really is cool. Yeah, Running Man would be high up on my list. I think this is probably my favorite, honestly. I think Running Man is mine. Yeah. I like I like the theatrical names and characters and costumes. It's very pro wrestling. Ooh, me. I had a question for you. Is the guy that plays Gonzo in this movie the same guy that plays Dynamo in Running Man? Is he really? Or am I just racist against fat white dudes? <laughs> I don't I, I don't think that's how. Uh, that is a critique I'm going to raise in 13 Warriors that I think all white people look alike. <laughs> well, all, dude, those were all Norsemen, too. Did you ever check out their names on, on IMDb? None of them have pictures, yes. and it's like Hofstede, Holmstrock, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, they actually got real actors from Norway to be in this movie except for Antonio. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's the guy from Running Man. I it wish, looks like I him. wish it was. That would be great. Let's see. His name is not Lord Vile. He's Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo. Lord Vile's wow. the other guy. He is in Mad Max. He is in The Road Warrior. Wow. What year was Running Man? I don't see it on here. Like 80? 80... 88? I don't see... Ah. I don't see The Running Man. Damn it. I was hoping. I don't see it, dude. Sorry. Oh, well. But no, I actually, what, I think one of the weird things, too, about the Red City, I don't know why it's called the Red City. <laughs> Probably because it's red? <laughs> I don't know. It, it wasn't red. They took an elevator down so far to the center of the earth that they could fall asleep. So I was like, maybe it's like they're near the center of the earth. That's so it's why. like magma? But that doesn't make yeah. any sense. It'd be hot. It'd be really hot. Not as hot as on the surface in a post-apocalyptic desert world. Well, maybe it's called the Red Desert. You never know. I like how they don't explain anything. It's kind of cool. They don't explain. I like, <laughs> but this, they have cool things. Like, I like that there's just a random pie vendor. That's what everyone wants to eat is a pie. Yeah, but that did not look like I like good when pie. their hotel room is actually just prison beds chained to a giant concrete wall. Oh, dude, that was insane. I figured you'd, awesome you'd probably scene. freak out about that because it's, you got to climb up a wall. Yeah, you have to be worried that they're not inspecting those regularly. <laughs> Dude, they're not. How many people fall out of those? I wonder. Well, especially you hear that one couple's fucking. Oh, and all I'm of like, them. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, dude. I, I, I don't know if you could throw down a hard bang on a concrete wall bed like that. I would definitely be like, we're getting two beds. We're getting two beds. When <laughs> when Joan Chen's like, we only need one. And she does that like side-eye look at him. And he's it's like, true. uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, oh. we're getting two. Or no, because we know they're not going to bang, right? They bang. Oh, no, they, they can bang except for not right in the game. They don't bang in that movie. Dude, dude. they totally banged. Rutger and her bang? Yeah, you don't remember when, uh, so, so they're I up. didn't see the sex. I saw no, no, the no, sex no, no, with no. D'Onofrio. It was implied. That has one of my favorite lines in the movie. The Rutger-Howard her... sex was implied. Oh, it's just implied? Because you're well, like, because... every woman within the musk of Rutger-Howard has to submit. Well, that, but also when, uh, what's his name, Vincent D'Onofrio comes to yell that they got accepted, uh, 
Joan Chen does not have a shirt on, so unless she's just sleeping That's naked. That's because they get sweaty, because you're sleeping by someone. Well, I mean, who just sleeps I naked? I take my shirt off when I sleep. I don't always Yeah, but you're not sex. a hot Asian lady. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you are whatever you want to be. Yeah. Um, no, that is actually one of the scenes we skipped that I thought was so fucking funny was when uh, <laughs> D'Onofrio and her are trying to fuck after the game. Yeah, because this is the other the other world building thing that I loved is apparently every town has a stock meat of, market of young men, yes, <laughs> of young men and women who the juggers can choose to fuck. Yeah, and so uh, Kid is looking around and she sees the one like tiny Peter Pan boy. Yeah, poor and then guy. There's Vincent D'Onofrio who can't get laid, and they're like, "Oh, we'll go bang," and they can't get off. Right? They can't finish. And Rutger Hauer's like, two juggers can't have sex after a match. It's like rubbing two wounds together." <laughs> Which doesn't make a lot of sense, but... <laughs> but you immediately funny. are like, oh, that doesn't sound good. That does not sound... It sounds like it hurts, for sure. Yeah, you're like... It seems like I, any I sex I immediately don't though. want that really. sex. <laughs> it seems like... It, like, But the, the funny part, I thought, was... That the, sounds like it should be a fucking The Smiths song. The what? What is the it? The Smiths. That should be a title of a Smiths song. Scars. Rubbing two wounds together. <laughs> rubbing scars together. Um... Shit, well, I was like, oh yeah, I was gonna say the funny part before that was the the girl, Big Simber, the uh, other player on the team. She's yeah. standing, so Kid is waiting in line behind her to choose a dude, and she takes the two big guys. <laughs> so she's taking two dudes, and all that's yeah. left is the little <laughs> tiny dude. And Kid just looks at him, poor guy, and she's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, God, these people have to be such sexual deviants. Like you're on the road, you're probably having a game a week. They're just tossing guys from the meat market at you. Yeah. After a while, that gets bored. So, and plus, you're already playing a game of life or death every day. So there's this kind of visceral, physical nature yeah. to these people. You're not really caring about STDs that much. Yeah. Like, normal missionaries not going to work on a jugger. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine what has to happen in those, those fucking tents. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to. Or how it smells. That's what I kept thinking about. Ugh. Now this this is something that bothers me in every fantasy movie and every because you you always want to watch fantasy movies and you like period pieces like we went and saw the favorite right yeah the favorite is one of those movies that makes you like not want to have sex for a week because imagine like oh you have to go down on the old lady queen who's just rocking full bush her leg is gout covered yeah right I you mean, know what God gout is dude like, do you know like what real showers is? huh well it's like rotting leg right it's no like rotting gout, flesh. gout is when urine gets trapped in your blood so it's even grosser than is it, it seems. really yeah dude and i thought form- that was like when something what is that or is that necrosis i don't know what I'm necrosis is rotting flesh but gout is when urine gets trapped in your blood and it forms crystals so it feels like you're walking on spikes and shit how does that even happen uh I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Bad aim? I don't even really know if that's what it is. That's just what someone told me. <laughs> you might have fake news the audience. Yeah, well, whatever. Well, you See, you're the prime example. Just fake it till you make it, man. Just say it with authority. Because I like how I immediately was like, isn't it this thing? And you're like, no, no, it's no, this no, thing. No, no, But no, I have no, no idea. No, no, no. But I'm not totally sure. But I think it's urine. Yeah, that but no, we watch The Favorite, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, People fucking, like, I always say that, like, we right now today, if you have air conditioning and TV, you live better than every king who's ever lived pretty much. I wouldn't even say. old medieval kings that have all this fucking wealth and concubines, whatever. Imagine the smells of those, like, you know, old fucking Barry Lyndon era orgies. Like, good lord. You think they just didn't care back then? I just think people were were attracted to different things back then. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? I mean, probably not those smells. Well, you never know, dude. Some people probably were. That's the crazy part. Is like... Okay, (laughs) gout. Here's the official gout. Okay. (laughs) It is a form of arthritis. Oh. Characterized by severe pain, redness, and tenderness in joints. So it has nothing to do with your... Redness, swelling, often the big toe. See, I thought it had smell. I mean, I'm still saying the queen probably was not (laughs) unodious. But to bring it back to this movie, Mm -hmm. this is one of those movies where you feel like you can smell every scene. And it's it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) It smells like rotting dog and cooking dog. Oh, my God. Like when her and D'Onofrio are just going at it, you're like, yeah, I, I can smell that whole tent. Or just Not the, a fan. when they rent that bed, the blankets on that bed, you know, the pillow, they, there's a pillow on that bed and it's just like, God, man. <laughs> the pillow is just fucking crusted solid. Well, I was just, in my mind, I was like, bed bugs, they're, they're getting bed bugs. For sure. <laughs> it's like, why doesn't everyone just have a shaved head? Right? Uh, yeah, see, we're the problem. We're two puss. If we weren't lords, we'd be done. No, I would just be one of those dudes living, I'd be like Jun Chen's mom. I'd be like, what, what are you doing? No, you absolutely would would. not. You could never survive the apocalypse. I'd be cutting down bamboo and asking her, what what are you (laughs) doing with your life, you know? You are soft as baby shit, sir. You would fucking never survive the world. Baby shit after a week of being outdoors in the blizzard, maybe. So frozen baby shit at the first sign Very of hard. heat, you melt back into your liquid shit Well, I do form. not that do well sense. in heat, no. no. Yeah, anytime you have to just sweat and not eat regularly, like, we'd be dead. Yeah. I'm diabetic. I'd be dead for sure. Or I'd Even get Even though rips. I think in You'd my prime dead. I could have been a star jugger. Well, before you got diabetes, you mean? You <laughs> might not have ever gotten diabetes. You might not have ever gotten diabetes if you were regularly yeah. jugging. I think the alcohol was a bit of a culprit in that, but... Perhaps. There's no, no sugar. I think I I think I could have been a good jugger at a certain point in my life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what position. If you had to pick a position, what position are you playing? Uh, I would definitely be a quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Just for wish fulfillment? Because <laughs> I feel like the other guy couldn't tackle me. I'd just be like, I just, what that I would true. do. Why don't they have what, giant quicks? Yeah, what I, that's what I would say. Is there a rule that so you can't be giant? you're talking about 85 Super Bowl bears quick. You want to be the refrigerator Perry of quicks. I just want all of the armor. I want knee braces so that they can't break my knees. And I want to yeah. just get behind a dude and run forward as fast as I can. Probably. I know Kid is way tougher than me. Oh, yeah. But in a, a post-apocalyptic version of me, I should be able to, because they always start off with, like, sliding knee punches and shit and forearms. Yeah. You got to think I could absorb that blow, push Kidda aside, and then because I'm fat, they would definitely be hitting me with the chain more. They right? would fuck you up with the chain, yeah. So I would take a couple hits, but I've got more padding, so I think I'd be all right. Plus, I can get one of them and fucking trap it in the arm and then drag his ass to the skull, too. Use him as a shield. They should have had fat quicks. They should have had fat quicks. Yeah, maybe not the quicks. You could call them something else, like the avalanche. Well, and it seems like the field's so small that it doesn't matter. Like, the guy probably could not outrun you. Like, you could jump on him real quick. I don't know. I'm just... Well, there's almost no breakaway scores in the... Like, none, actually. There are no breakaways in the whole movie. Well, it seemed like... Seemingly, the best advantage of the quick is when they're training Kidda is dodges. She can dodge and flip and jump up and do all that stuff. Yeah, but if you're like the other quicks, like a five foot one dog boy... 
But granted, like, remember that scene when she tackles that dude and fucking bites part of his face off? Dude, she is the most brutal person. That's why I think they, they recognized she had something, because she she'd be willing to win at any cost, which it didn't seem like the other guys were. <laughs> they weren't, like, biting people and stuff. I mean, Rutger Hauer was so skilled. He didn't need to, yeah. He could, and, he could and trip I think, people. Yeah, I guess, because Gar's the one who goes through an interesting journey where he's Shitty. so scared to yeah. even participate in the first match. And by the end, he's, like, cursing out Rutger Hauer for ruining their shot at the league. Yeah, he's, he he got really good. Really, They both got really good. He kind of had the same, like, timeline as Kidda almost. It seems like he probably joined right before Do her. Do you think Kidda only had sex with him to inspire him to be a better player? Maybe they didn't have sex. Maybe they just went over strategies. No, remember, they're fully they're fully bumping wounds. Uh, <laughs> that's true. It's, it's under the covers, though. You don't know what really happened. I mean... You can guess. I'll tell you what happened. Coaching. Coach. <laughs> that was Bill Bellet. Maybe that's what Belichick said. Maybe that's what Brady. she said. You had to win. Belichick just is slowly jerking Tom Brady off. You're the best, TB12. You're the best. <laughs> wounds rubbing against wounds. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Man. No, Kid, Kid is definitely the most hardcore. I don't know, though. I think the idea of a fat quick is pretty pretty enticing or not even just a bulky one like what if uh, well, like imagine if gonzo right if you had a different give him gonzo the ball yeah carrying the stick and then you had metalhead gonzo just fucking headbutting people tromping his way to the stick the only problem is he doesn't have a weapon so you do kind of i kind of get why they use little people when you, you're gonzo you are the weapon well until you get he would he CTE. would fucking club kidda dog boy whoever else to death with his fists <laughs> sure yeah that guy was fucking huge. That dude and he was clearly weird. has metal plates in, under his scalp. Which is weird, yeah. What doctor installed that shit? Well, he's for the league, dude. So they do have doctors. He's, he's a bankable asset. And they have... I league. mean, that's, that's, I guess, the question. Like, when you have a city like the Red City, we don't learn a lot about the economics of the city, per se, except there is an upper class who's somehow milking resources. Well, they have a Komodo dragon farm, I think. Yeah, is it, there's another city that had like giant like monitor lizard buffet. <laughs> yeah. Is 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 this like just the gladiators? Is this to subdue the masses? Is that the point that jugging serves or is it just like, you know, everyone wants to get a little uh, uh get a little violent titillation. I think it is kind of like uh, how football is today or how the gladiators were for the Romans. It's probably the same thing. Right. Because that's the thing, it's it felt like you don't see, well, I guess we don't get a chance to see, like, a real game and who's in the crowd. I guess the Lords would go. Oh, yeah, you never actually get to see a league, quote-unquote, match, you know. We we see it from that underground tunnel where Kid is just like, I've never, I could never believe it has played so fast and mean. Because mm-hmm. we see that guy get fucking murdered. The guy gets in killed. In that game when they're in the, the tunnel. Their quick has, like, some cool sliding moves he does. They look fancy. Yeah. It just looks hardcore. It looks fucking metal as hell, right? They're in this cage up above. This is a cool scene, too, when Sallow first confronts Gonzo. Uh-huh. And Gonzo's just like, it's hard enough out there, man. You got one eye. You got two legs. Just like, leave. <laughs> just fucking leave. And that that's a cool line he says, too, where he's like, old bones don't heal as well. <laughs> right, because he kind of knows. Oh, and that's the other one. Dude, this movie is loaded with great one-liners. When uh, Rucker Hauer say, we're the same age. And he goes, we were. No, we he, were. he says, I thought we were the same age. Because he's talking about old bones. And he's like, well, we used to be. Yeah, because now he's like fucking, you know, robo-jugging. I, yeah, he's got robot bones and shit. So Yeah. yeah. 
And he's been living the good life. Rutgers been out there in the the fucking dog parks. You got the dragon protein. Yeah, slinging. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's in great shape, though. To be honest, TBH. Who doesn't? Gonzo. I guess he looks like a lineman. I was gonna say his shape is mountain of muscle. <laughs> yeah, right, that's true. <laughs> like, I think he's in perfect shape. I guess his face... for a game where the entire point is to pummel people to death. <laughs> yeah, and I love how everyone has scars on their faces. <laughs> Dude, they're fucking constantly getting whipped with chains and metal pipes and shit. Yeah, but his helmet is pretty, uh, pretty stout. So yeah, and their team all had goggles, which I'm like, duh, duh, right? Why? Although I guess if you, the goggle gets shattered into your eye, that could be bad. But all- remember, we worked on Wipeout, and I almost died when that thing fell on my fucking head and neck. Yeah, I do. The doctor said I didn't lose my eye because my glasses didn't snap. He's like, if your glasses snapped, all that's flying in and just, like, pulverizing your eyeball, like, cutting it to ribbons. Mm -hmm. So maybe goggles are not the smartest unless you have, like, a fucking giant helmet. Well, I bet they're kind of you never saw anyone blood sport, you know what I mean? No one's, like, kicking dirt in each other's eyes and shit. Yeah, it seemed like people played pretty fair. Yeah, well, like, I thought, the first thing I thought is I'm like, oh, if I'm on the enemy team, I'd be a cheater and I'd just smash the dog skull and get like a timeout you know what i mean oh right <laughs> like i would i would think of all the ways to cheat already that's what i was doing when i was watching the movie it seemed like there was some sort of honor though because there weren't any referees per se well there there are no rules really there are no rules they're, really. they're essentially in a pit and it's just like there are walls everywhere uh fight till this game's over because the lord even says that right he leading up to the big game we find out that the Salo thinks their challenge will be rejected because of him. Right. Well, the Lord wants them to play specifically because of him. And then he tells um, Gonzo, he's like, fucking break his legs, take his other eye, fucking destroy him. Mm -hmm. And Gonzo has this weird moment where he's like, just because? And he's like, yes, like, just because. Like, fucking crush this dude. Which leads to one of the coolest honor among the juggers moments right Mm -hmm. so we find out that they're gonna play it and it it goes into it fast like once you find out they're playing almost immediately and uh what's his name gonzo says put a put a pin on him and you think oh shit dude this is because gonzo's coming out getting armored up he looks like he's about to terminate right and you find out the fat lord is like oh god he's pinning him to save him yeah exactly and kid is fighting her fucking ass off right and the game is going on. They actually reached the first 100 stones, which would be unheard of. The longest before was 26. Yep. And it's this fucking awesome moment. And Rucker, you know, gets up. He's fucking, like, incensed. He doesn't want to be protected. He wants to fucking fight. Mm-hmm. And this gets back to that. I can't tell if this is uh, for him, for Kidda. And it's just like a, I'm going out in a fucking blaze of glory, right? Because that was one of the things I thought the title was funny, Blood of Heroes. Right. Because I was like, who the fuck are heroes in this? (laughs) But I guess by the end, you think the Juggers are probably the most heroic characters. I think they are, yeah. They have at least some honor code. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and also you have that line by Mr. Vile's wife where she's like – because they're talking about how how he's like, it's going to be a violent one. She's like, I don't like – violence i like the blood of heroes or something like that yeah see she likes the competition more she than gets just turned the on fucking yeah. mauling <laughs> oh my god remember when we first see her uh, i think it's gonzo or one of the juggers walks by her 
and she gets the blood on her finger and, and then it, fucking yeah. dips it in her mouth. I was like, God. Which is the, the same thing she does to Vincent D'Onofrio at the very end. Is that her? That's her, yeah. That's what I was saying. She's going to bang him and then he's going to get in trouble. Yeah. So Rucker Howard's like, I'm going to have this redemptive moment with Bay. Nope. And looks over and she's just wiping up guard. She likes the young guys, man. <laughs> he's like, I gave it all up for this lady. Yeah. Him and the big fat lord just put an arm around each other and walk off into the sunset as best oh, friends. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> like she is terrible. You're right. No, I don't think I don't think they made her out to be like a good person. But um, what I was gonna say is, oh uh, yeah, Gonzo wasn't even. So basically, how the challenges work is teams show up all the time and they challenge. And like you said, no one's ever got past twenty six stones. So when the Lord Vile or whatever asks Gonzo, um, if he's gonna fight in the match, Gonzo's like, why would I fight in a in a challenge match. I haven't fought in a challenge yeah. match in years. And he's like, he's too good. Yeah. He's like, well, Sallow's there and I need you to kill him basically. And he's like, I will never do that. Well, no, he doesn't say that. Cause what happens is after they make the first 100, it's like this unheard of moment. People are filling the stands. Oh right? yeah. Now All the people from the segment. wall come running down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he fucking walks over to Lord vile and the dude's like, what the fuck? And he has this great quote, right? He's like, Lord Vile. Oh, I got right. it right here. Yep. I've broken juggers in half, smashed their bones, left the ground behind me wet with brains. Oh, God. There's nothing I wouldn't do to win. But I never hurt anyone for any reason other than sticking a dog's skull on a stick. Oh, yeah. Great line. It's a great line. I think the last part kind of ruins his whole speech, right? Which is, I never hurt anyone except for the most dumbest reason of all time. Well, except for in this world where it's kind of the only cool thing going right. on. Right, and also you're like, well, Rutger Howard did just challenge you, so right. you are trying to stick a dog's head on the skull. You could smash him. But the second round comes out, and then he kind of gives Rutger Howard the warrior heads up, like, not ten more stones. Right. Like, now it's on for real, right? Mm-hmm. He gave him a chance to not get sucker-shotted. And now they're playing for real. Now they're on the field as equals. And I thought that was a cool moment. Uh, and yeah, they come out. Uh, Big gets fucking destroyed. She can't play. Uh, so then the old man comes in. That was so cool, though. This Okay, so first off, let's talk about the end. That, that's like one of my favorite moments of the show is when they're trying to get to the 100 stones, right? And everyone's yeah. beat to shit. Uh, kid has kind of beaten up the other quick and made him it seemed oh, like he's yeah. well, scared they're in a standoff at yeah the end, right he won't like, he won't advance get past her and then kidda he knows he's fucked or not kidda but big simber the the lady ended up having to fight uh, gonzo once gonzo she's put just holding Sala on down. to gonzo's leg as he's just like shattering oh, her leg yeah he broke her leg he broke her face he like broke everything and she's just holding on to his foot as he's hitting her trying to get He's trying to get over there to help his quick, and they hold him off for the entire 100 stones, and it's amazing. I love that scene. It's a fucking awesome scene. And then yeah. everyone's, like, going nuts, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. And then they start again, right? And it's, they basically uh, already won just by making it to 100 stones. Then he tells off stones. Lord Vile. Yeah, because they say a tie would be as good a for A tie him. would like, be as good, That would be yeah. the equivalent of winning, right? Because mm-hmm. these guys are so much better. They've all got noticed. out with other professionals in between rounds. They're bringing in the old man. And when they bring in the old man, it's such a cool moment because I was like, man, I'm worried about this guy. Like, they're going to kill this old man. It's going to make me sad. But then you're like, wait, this motherfucker's been carrying a dresser as a backpack. Like, he's got to be the strongest dude in that arena. And he barely wears any armor. He's just smiling. Yeah, and I love because he gets in there and he's smiling at the other guy. And the guy's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they pull this move, the fish hook, right? So he incapacitates one. Uh, Everyone else is winning their fights. And Rutger Hauer goes one-on-one with Gonzo. Yep. And just 
fucks him up. And he's right? just so much faster. It's crazy. Yeah, because this is the thing they said the whole movie, right? Which is Salo's not good anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, he once was, but now he's beaten and lost. And Blind he's this almost. fucking scum. He's lost his eye. Uh, and he just goes ape shit and fucking crushes Gonzo. Mm-hmm. And then takes his helmet off and fucking stares down Lord Vile. Yep. And this is the fucking chill city moment, right? He turns around to Kidda, and they had decimated the entire fucking professional team. And he says, walk slowly. Mm-hmm. And Kidda walks like a fucking boss, right? The quick goes slow. Yep. As the crowd erupts into this thunderous applause and she puts the skull on. And it's not some Rocky like, oh, it's a tire. Rucker Howard died a noble death. Nothing like that. They fucking won the game. They beat the team. They beat the league team. They fucking win the game. And then it's like this weird, they kind of start cutting to the credits as we see the fallout of this. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, now now all of a sudden Gar can get laid, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and the people are running up to Kidda, right? Like she's going to be in she's the league. She's the star, yeah. She she has made it. She's surpassed. And Rutger Hauer looks at her and gives her a very nice smile. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a beautiful moment. It's a great fucking sports movie moment. Like, it's so fucking expertly fucking laid out how they get your fucking blood pumping during this. Like, I was actually riveted watching this. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, are they going to do it? Can they do it? I was surprised. Uh, I was surprised at how well it set up. Because this was, like, my sports movie from when I was a kid. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> It this was. Is the not, yeah. You're like, the Sandlot's a little too We used to go me. out, yeah, like, me and my brother and our friends used to go out and, like, try to play our own version. This was, like, our sports movie. It's pretty cool. <laughs> there was, like, the neighbor boys are hitting each other with sticks and chains again. <laughs> right. I just wanted to be the guy that carries the dresser. I was like, man, that guy was cool. I want a dresser. You, you always wanted to be the old man with the dresser full of threads. <laughs> I was like, who carries a dresser, dresser around the desert? But whatever. <laughs> no, we should have never been surprised by his enormous strength. Yeah, but uh, it's a cool scene, man. The only thing I thought I wanted Rutger Hauer to have a little more of a redemptive, but in a way, just him coming back and proving that he is still good enough and not just abusing lesser dog farmers. Right. Dog farmers. It's so funny. Maybe that's enough. You know, maybe that was enough for him here. I mean, the question you asked earlier, let me point it to you. Do does that whole team join the league now since they already won? Do some of them get picked off? Do they leave? Do they stay in the city? How does this end for this team of juggers that we followed the whole movie? How I see it going is Kidda definitely gets a job. I think everyone probably gets a job. I don't know how long. I feel like Lord Vile is going to be extra out to get Rutger Hauer. Well, and also he might have fucked up his star player, which is kind of crazy. If Gonzo yeah. can't play, because I don't think Big well, Gonzo, Simbers... Gonzo gets up and gives him like a, oh, that's true. a good game, bro. Yeah, he's fine at the end. But I don't but know if the fucked up. I don't know if the girl Big is going to be good after all that. Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I kind of like the ending how it just kind of it was like well, a very eighties thing. It left it up to your well, like who I knows what's going to happen. Great, man. I think that's great. We just we watched some movies recently on this show where. They feel like they have to put these epilogue and tag to like right. extra bring home the theme. This is a movie essentially that's about people with no hope, no chance of doing anything better. And, a, you know, a couple of the characters have aspirations to be more. Mm-hmm. And they fucking walk right up to the face of power and say, fuck you, man. Whether they had it and lost it or they've never had it and won it, uh, they go in, man. And it's, it's like that scene. 
early in the movie when uh, Kit is talking to Sallow. And it's like, how do you know if you're good enough to be in the league? And he just says, you just know. Mm-hmm. And these are characters that constantly put upon live the worst life ever. Just fucking know. And they go in there and they fucking take the power back, man. And oh, that's dude. all you need. Like, there's nothing else in that movie you need. You can pontificate on, do they become uh, the league? Do they get sponsored by the Komodo Dragon Company? It doesn't like, really matter, yeah. It doesn't matter, yeah. right? Because to me, if I had to forecast out, I'd say uh, Big probably can never play again. Rucker Hauer is definitely going to befall misfortune, right? At best, you're like, he's like a, a Marcus Aurelius or Maximus, right? He gets Gladiator. kicked out, yeah. And he's so popular, he can stay in and fight. But they're going to keep throwing the wall at him to try to kill him. <laughs> and he's old and he's one-eyed. And or I feel like that, that fight versus Gonzo was his last hurrah. That was everything he had. Yeah, probably. Right? So to that me, makes it's sense. Like, I feel like he does not come to a good fate. But I think the question is, in a world like this, is are there any good fates for anyone, right? Like, he did it. He went out as a fucking a hero in a way. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I feel like it ends bad for all of them. I don't think he's going like, to die. I think they pro- he probably just gets kicked back out, and he has to. Maybe they'll make a Blood of Heroes 2 where he's like the coach. Oh, dude. With dude. The man Rutger Hauer now? He's, he's carrying the dresser now. He, <laughs> he's just super he's got a bigger jacked. One. Yeah. <laughs> now Gonzo's like a full robot. He looks like that police droid from <laughs> RoboCop. Actually, speaking of Joan, Joan Chen went on to be in a movie with Christopher Lambert. That's right. Yeah, we she might also, have to do. See, I know her from Twin Peaks. I always think of oh, her as Josie from Twin Peaks. I know her from The Hunted. Remember that? The Hunted, yeah. Dude, I got to get more Lambert on this show. Dandino's always fucking blocking me. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how he doesn't like uh, Christopher Lambert. That's very strange. Well, I'm, wor- I'm working on a theme right now that maybe movies that serial killers or murderers really liked. Oh, God. And there's this crazy Australian uh, lady. I can't. I Catherine. Her some, uh, something Kennedy, I think, is her name. I think her name or is Knight. Catherine, Catherine Knight. Knight. Yeah, yeah, I know her. Yep. Yeah, and she worked at the slaughterhouse yep. and fucking exactly. skinned her husband with her fucking slaughterhouse knives. She was obsessed with Highlander. this movie called Resurrection. Resurrection? I think it's called Resurrection, right? And it's the team from Highlander. So it's Russell Mulcahy with Christopher Lambert back trying to find the serial killer that I believe is building like a Frankenstein corpse of his victims. Oh, of course she was obsessed with that movie. And she liked that movie a lot and rented it and watched it a couple times before she committed this act. So that was like, dude, not only is that Christopher Lambert, but it fits in with the movies that murderers like. So I have to find a way. The only uh, it's it's shockingly hard to find information on what movie serial killers like, though. Well, that already be a BuzzFeed article or actually, dude, the the crazy thing is a lot of serial killers like Disney movies like uh, that hitman, the Iceman, (laughs) the Polish guy. Uh, Love. Yeah. Not. Yeah. No. uh, Yeah. yeah, Kuklinski. 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 Yeah. Kuklinski loved those like old Disney movies. So that's pretty creepy. And another, he loved cartoons. Yeah. Um, he liked Pinocchio when they all turned into donkeys. That sick fuck. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but no. The the only other one I found is they did like a psychological survey with Richard Ramirez when they found him. Oh god. And they asked him what his favorite movie was, and he said The Exorcist Three, 
and some other movie that I think was kind of meant as like a tongue-in-cheek joke. Oh. I can't remember what it was. But then he just threw in Exorcist. Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That makes sense. Those were the two he liked. And if you've ever seen Exodus 3, it's one of the most underrated, fucked up movies I've ever seen. Really? Love that fucking movie, dude. But, uh, yeah, I was like, dude, we got to get more Lambert. <laughs> well, <laughs> but anywho, so that is Blood of Heroes, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Watch it with some friends. See if you can go to your local rec and start some intramural jugging. Actually, guys, uh, by the same dude that wrote Lady Hawk. To throw it back to our old podcast. This is Lady Hockey? Yeah, this is the same guy that wrote Lady... And the same guy that wrote Unforgiven. Which... And Blade Runner, which I mentioned during Lady Hawk, but... Same writer. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no, no. This is the same guy that wrote Blade Runner, Unforgiven, and Lady Hawk. Were his three big ones. That explains the super impressive world building. Right, yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. I did not know that. Mm Mm-hmm. All for David Webb Peoples. David Peoples, yeah. All for ten million. That's all this movie took. Jesus Christ. Wait, he also wrote Twelve Monkeys. Oh, Holy shit! I didn't know that. I didn't know he wrote that. What a fucking woo! It's a pimp, dude. It's so funny because I actually, I should know these screenwriters' names, but I always, I'm so bad with names, I always forget. He wrote Leviathan, which is a pretty cool sci-fi movie. Nice. Yeah, he's a badass. <laughs> yeah, dude. That explains I see that's what I liked about this movie too. It's it's very solid in its world building and characters. Mm-hmm. There's no misstep in this movie, right? Even though it's it times it's a little simple. thin here and yeah. there. It's simple, but it's fucking good. Where do you rank this as sports movie for you? It's right above Remember the Titans. Remember that this is your favorite sports movie. I think so, yeah. For me the I've always really liked Bull Durham. That's one of my favorite sports movies. That's a Costner and Susan yeah, Sarandon yeah. baseball oh, yeah, movie. That one's fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I thought that, t- I was like, dude, this is one of my favorite sports movies ever now. It's like, just, this could be It's really a very inspiring movie. Even though it's not a real sport, it's kind of like, it has all those same feelings. But it becomes real to you at the end. Yeah. And there's much more at stake than a football game, it seems like. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and there's no well, doctors. that's it, guys. <laughs> all right, anyways. Yeah. i hope you liked uh i hope you liked blood of heroes i really liked it i still think it should have been called salute of the jugger but that's just me uh i love the movie guys 13th warrior is gonna be a really fun one to talk about stay tuned guys this is our uh friday night double feature we'll be back with the 13th Warrior. yes all right later (laughs) 